Welcome back or welcome to the Micro Leadership Podcast. In this series, we will be talking to leaders from a whole range of different disciplines and different businesses. We'll be trying to understand how they got to do what they do now and what their journey has been like. Each conversation will focus on each person's story, the challenges they faced, the successes they've achieved, the failures they've come through, and of course, what they've learned along the way. Each of these conversations will be designed to help you to understand the journey that others take to become great leaders, so you can learn to develop and become an even better leader yourself. We really hope you enjoy this conversation. In today's conversation, I'm talking to Sam Padmore. Sam is the director of More Limited, a mental well-being consultancy that is helping people with their mental well-being. He's a coaching psychologist and uses a coaching approach coupled with emotional intelligence to help people deal with their mental health challenges. In this great conversation, Sam shares a little bit of his own background, some of his own battles with mental health that have helped him to appreciate and understand the techniques that he uses to help others. This is a really great conversation. If you are someone who's struggling with your own mental health right now, then really tune in and listen to what Sam shares. It's a great conversation. So let's jump straight in. Welcome, Sam, to the uh, Micro Leadership Podcast. It's really, really great to have you on uh, today. Really excited to hear more about you. So welcome. Cheers. Thank you for having me on. I'm uh, looking forward to it myself, to be honest. Fabulous. We caught up uh, recently on, on uh, after a connection on LinkedIn. So and I, I know a little bit about what you might share today, but um, yeah. definitely excited to hear more. Awesome. So for the benefit of our listeners, what is it that you do and, and how have you come to do what it is that you do? Okay, fantastic. So I'll start with what I do right now and uh, we'll just go back in time, really. Mm. So right now, what I do, I uh, develop and implement the right posting, positive coping mechanisms to reach clients, identify goals, problems, or anything to do with mental health or poor mental health or even illnesses around mental health. Mm-hmm. So what, what I, I intend to do and what I always try to implement is at first, they address specific personal projects, life balances, job performance, um, any satisfaction during life itself, mm. uh, any general conditions the client might have or the organisation might want tailoring towards. And then the the style that it, or approach, I should say, is a coaching approach that I use. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a practical coaching style, as in it's a give and take. Yeah. I don't go in and go, right, X, Y, and Z needs doing. I approach the the whole project, the whole whatever needs to be done in an open mind. And I think that's sometimes best, as in it always takes two to tango, especially in regards to mental health and well-being. So it utilises personal strategic planning, values, clarification, a lot of brainstorming, a lot of motivational sort of ideologies in place Mm -hmm. and mental health counselling, of course. Yeah. So it's based on a trial and error uh, to basically develop these coping mechanisms, especially with them being positive as well, because some people don't know whether it's positive or it's negative. So I always highlight that 
we're trying to put in place a positive. Yeah. We're always trying to put in place a positive because there's no point sometimes putting a negative in place because it might be worse off for you. It might be yeah. worse off for the other people around you. So my, my first protocol is always trying to find the solution, but a positive one. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes it is hard to find a positive one. Easier said than done. So that's why I, I try and always implement a, a give and take relationship and, and a trial and error basis because at the end of the day, I don't know the ins and outs of the person. I don't know. I can't reach into the mind of people and go, right, that's what's going on there. Absolutely. I need to really fish it out. I need to get to know the person. I need to get to know the organisation and what needs to be done. Yeah. And yeah, so it, it allows them to eventually cope with the psychological challenges in their life. And so the core elements of, of the intervention of the programme that I run and deliver is regarding motion intelligence. Uh, so we use a Goldman theory and incorporate it with uh, mental health literacy and wellbeing literacy. So okay. eventually when you combine a combination of all of them, we, we come up, well, I come up with a, a, a bespoke program then that is right. tailored to the individual, tailored to the organization, tailored to the, the team. Um, yeah, and mm. it's, it's exciting stuff and it really, really does work and it really works for me as well um in a way when i get the success it brings me on as well it brings me further it makes me learn more as well because every organization every client is different the approach is always different it's never always the same and it's always a challenge there to be to be conquered in a way you know for me and the clients so it's just such an important um, discipline that you are working on right now we all know that mm. there has been a growth in mental health challenges oh, over the years uh, and particularly at the moment I think people are feeling it more than ever Indeed. so what led you to to help in this area what led you to your passion and having met you before I know how passionate you are about this yeah. and and how important yeah. it is to you and, and I love the line, final thought there about it kind of you grow through the work you do with helping others mm-hmm. what, what led you to this space what made you want to devote your your passion towards mental health well I, I think looking back and I've done a lot of work on my own emotional intelligence I felt like I already had that in the bag as mm. as a person anyway mm. but I didn't realize so when I do look back and I go hang on a minute you've done x y and z you've, you've worked on your self-awareness you've worked on your self-motivation you've worked on your empathy even before I even realized so I look back there in, in childhood moments and I feel like I had an older, older head on a young person's shoulders. I, yeah. I felt the world. I felt felt the weight on my shoulders. I felt them emotions. I felt them feelings. So the experiences that I've gone through and I've dealt with regarding mental health and mm. being down at the bottom, experiencing certain things that, that people go through just adds to the little tailoring of the programme of the academic research it's not that i'm here to go right you do this you do that i'm here to go what do you think about this what do you think about that i've been through this i did this i tried this but then scientific research and the academic research backs up what i'm saying as well as Mm -hmm. and i just think it's a lot more relatable in that sense because you know yourself when you're getting coached or when you're getting therapy or any sort of counselling, any sort of issue that you have, if you get on with the person and the person is relatable, then we automatically go, hang on a minute, 
you'll automatically tune in a little bit more because it's so relatable. Yeah. Or the same what the what you think. And I always gather if I'm doing a big project or I'm doing it in a full room or of whatever it may be, a conference, conference room. And mm. I always gauge the audience's reactions or the face. And it's either they either look at me and go, Oh my days, he's saying what I'm thinking. I can just see it in the face yeah. or they have a big cheesy grin because I've said something that they've gone through or they they felt and they go, How did he know that? And that's yeah. because the key is communication, isn't it? No one really still talks about problems or issues or poor mental health because it is so hard to open up. There is yeah. so much stigma about around mm. it. And I think, yeah, the, to go back to the question, I know I rambled on a little bit there. No, that's great, yeah. To go, to go back to that question, I think it was because I had an older head on a younger shoulders and I, and I felt things for people. And for my own experience as well, I felt at an early age and I really struggled myself. And I'll hold my hands up. It, it took me a while to get out of it. It took me a while to get through that. And that's not me saying I'm through that. Yeah. And that's the whole process. And I, I try and incorporate is that the problem, the issue, it it is still a part of you. It is still here. I'm not here to cure anything. Not, not Nothing like that can be cured. Yeah. But what can we can put in place is the positive coping mechanisms, as I mentioned earlier, once we start putting them in place, it's kind of an acceptance. It's kind yeah. of an acknowledgement to go, hang on a minute, life is a little bit crappy at times. Yeah, The experience we go through is not rainbow and sunshines all the time. I can't eradicate that from anyone's life, even my own life, no matter yeah. how much it probably would be better. But I can't do that. So what I try and do is put the positive couple mechanisms in place put them eggs in the baskets and spread them across don't have just one basket that's yeah, just you yeah. put your eggs in yeah. get a load of baskets and let's keep planting and planting and planting and trying different things and i use the analogy again of um, a toolbox mm-hmm. or a tool bag or a kit bag whatever you want to call it and always keep looking for them tools always keep looking for a different set of tools because it's it's like when you go in <laughs> If you're a joiner, you go to fit a door. Sometimes the, the screws aren't there. Sometimes yeah. you'll need a, a second hand because the door's too heavy. Sometimes you, you'll need some sort of different paint to go on the door because that paint doesn't match this paint. So they're all the uh, different tools that can go into the bag mm-hmm. that you can apply to different scenarios, different situations yeah. to help you. So, yeah. And so, sorry, no, no, it's great. And and I love the analogy of the the, the toolbox because so many people Mm. think there is, you know, I'm going to go and work with somebody and and I'm going to get fixed because that's the thing. They they want, they want the the pain that they're in, the suffering that they're in to just go away and they believe that they can fix it. But of course it's, it's never, Mm. it's never that simple. It's more about how you manage the, how do you manage the, 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 the feelings? But when you went again, without kind of digging too deep into your own challenge, but when, when you were, um, I say, at the bottom and you, you were suffering yourself, mm. what, was the, yeah. what was the thing that shifted you to make a change? Because I'm just I'm aware that people will be listening to this and some people might be really struggling themselves mm. right now. And some people need some mm. hope to kind of um, grab onto or, or something that's going to trigger them to go and do something to help themselves. What was it oh. that made you suddenly look and say i'm actually I, I need to i need to do something that's going to help me get through this i see yeah uh, so I've, I've been at the bottom um 
three times in my whole life and every time I wouldn't say it's got easier I wouldn't say it gets easier what I would say is the scenarios and situations are a little bit different each time so again then tools then positive coping mechanisms come in place that's because it's a different scenario different situation but it still led me to the bottom yeah if that makes sense so yeah. I, I'll give you one prime example that that was the last time I was at the bottom and it was a not not too long ago I think it was just before all this lockdown and COVID mm. and everything like that and about the business about my life in general about finishing my academic year and all this sort of stuff a combination of things and my rock was always my dad mm. my dad was the person that I would always go to and it was sometimes he only had to say it's going to be okay yeah. it's just that stress would just go away whatever I was thinking about whereas this time it didn't mm. so in, in that tool back there I thought the go-to the last resort was my dad's going yeah. it'll be okay so but it didn't touch the sides in my head it, yeah. something didn't click and I thought no it's not going to be okay and it made me worse now. and because I didn't have another solution another positive government to put in place that's when hitting the, the ground that's when that occurs that's when that happens so yeah that point of contact was that I got referred to a GP yeah a doctor so obviously no slating on the NHS or anything they've done fantastic job mm. but the whole mental health and uh, the stigma around it I, I went in and it was either two options so for me, this is fixable. This is a fixed option then, isn't it? There's only two options. Yeah. There's no other options here. And first option was, you probably know where I'm going with this, counselling. Yeah. But I'd have to go on a waiting list for 12 to 18 months, okay? Mm -hmm. I had the problem, I had the issue right now. I had the problem, I had the issue to for someone to help me with it right now yeah. at that moment in time. Otherwise, I was going further down. And such would, it, it, you don't know where that can take you. Yeah, you absolutely. really don't. Unless you've been there, you've bought that well, variation of that T-shirt. So that was the option A, going on a 12-month or 18-month waiting list to yeah. counselling. Thought, yeah, okay. I've judged that. And then he said, I'm, I'm going to label them happy pills. <laughs> uh, or yeah. the solution was happy pills. And it was like a train. It was like a train. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Just it hit me, and I just went. The only person who can get you out of this, mate, is you. Hmm. And literally, I, I just said, "I'll have neither." Yeah. And I say, "Thank you, thank you for your time." Yeah. But no, I'll have neither. Yeah. And that was it. I walked up. I got up. I walked out. And from then, I didn't look back. And I thought, you know, it's taken me this this long to realise that no one else is there to help you at times and if yeah. no one else can help you who have you got you've only got you yeah. you've only got you to get you up yeah you know there's not there's not you you don't have to go further down yeah as long as you're getting back up you might take a few punches you might take a few hits yeah absolutely you might get up slowly and steadily or you might compare yourself to someone else that got up straight away Oh, no, that this is your challenge. This is you. This is who you are. This is your persona, personality, your mental health. It doesn't matter how long it takes. Mm. As long as you're getting up, as long as you're trying to keep moving forward, it doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter if you take a step back. It doesn't matter if you are lying on the ground for so long. Yeah. As long as you try and progress, you try yeah. and to implement something. And 
I kind of beat myself up to go, hang on a minute, why, why didn't you realise this sooner? Mm-hmm. You know, you do, we're all, we're all human sometimes, yeah, you, you do beat yourself up about them sorts of things, but yeah. that self-realisation, that self-awareness, and that sort of kick up the backside I needed to kind of go, hang on a minute, you need to eat your own words, you need to yeah. live by your own ethos, you need to yeah. believe in the medicine that you're implementing yourself. Yeah. And I felt very hypocritical because that was my old ethos, that was all my old motto, to that I've been there, I've done that, I've bought the variation of that T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. So when I wasn't doing that, I kind of thought, hang on a minute, mate, you know, and when I realised that I haven't looked back since, and I really haven't, and that's not saying to, to the listeners that the problems aren't there, yeah. issues aren't there. Yeah. My mental health hasn't deteriorated. It's a tough time, as we've said. Yeah. Really tough time. But we're all in the same boat, or we're all in a similar predicament. Absolutely. With feelings and emotions and poor mental health, deterioration of our mental health. So if you haven't got anyone else you've still got you, you know, yeah. that, that is the key message I think you, you've still got you to get you out of it it's harder said than done but again if you reach out to someone guarantee you, someone will, will be there and if you keep reaching out reaching out reaching out but yeah. the only issue with that is that you can't prevent negative advice and you can't you can't prevent the positive advice yeah some people will reach out and get that positive advice straight away and it wins that's fine that's all great happy days but I guarantee some people have reached out and had that negative advice. Yeah. But like there, like for me, that negative advice pushed me towards something that was greater. Absolutely. Because imagine I had them counselling right there and then. Yeah. I don't know what would happen. Imagine I took them pills. What happens then? Yeah, exactly. And all that negative advice made me realise, right, you've got this. You can do this. You can pick yourself up, dust yourself off and crack on. Yeah, and, and and I love what you say there, Sam. About you've always got yourself because so many people who are in those dark places mm-hmm. don't believe in themselves to get out of it, uh, and that's where they need to reach out to people like yourself who can help them with some of the tools and techniques and the the strategies and the and the and the as you said earlier the the different tools that you can put in your toolkit that can help you step by step inch by inch to crawl yourself back out of the hole that you might find yourself in and you can you can absolutely do it but sometimes we just need somebody else who's going to believe in us and help us to to do that uh and the other thing i think is really important is it's not it's not a quick fix it's not a take a few pills and you're better no no it's a lifelong process of working on the inner framework to help us to get to a place where we can manage what's going on so with, with with some of the people you help now, what, what do you what do you, what's what are you seeing as kind of the key triggers at the moment? And I, and I guess there's you know everybody's different. What are you seeing around people you're working with that's kind of triggering or or, or having an impact on their mental well being right now? So for, for me, as you mentioned, I'm glad you picked up on that individualization because mm. that that is the key in what I do. But I always work from a framework, as I've just explained, about emotional intelligence. Yeah. Because I think the better your emotions, the better emotional intelligence you have, the more you can work with with yourself. Yeah. And the key component from the first go I work with is that self-awareness. So are you aware of this poor mental health? Are you aware of an issue? Are you aware of something that's gone negative in your life and you can't seem to 
gets out of it. Yeah. And if you're not aware of that, then it's kind of nitpicking or picking at, at it's like poking the bear as if to go, right, yeah. let's see whereabouts the injury is. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, if it's a physical, yeah, we can probably see it. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not the same with our mental well-being, is it? So I think if they if, if the person there is not self-aware, then there's an issue in itself. Hmm. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's like a can of worms. Yeah. I've had clients, organizations. So sometimes when you make them self I don't physically make them self aware. It's like that, that poking the bear. And then yeah. it's kind of they go, hang on a minute. Yeah. And it hits them like a train, like I said there earlier. And then it's about handling that then. Yeah. Because it's like a can of worms. There's a problem there. There's an issue there. There's another problem there. There's this, that, and the other everywhere else. So that's in a nutshell sometimes can open up a lot more yeah, on the surface but then that's when it gives me an opportunity to work with the toolbox and go right here we go we can get stuck into this but so, most of the clients or organisations so, sorry to interrupt you there but most of them they come to me when it, it is either rock bottom or it, there's no other alternative so nine times out of ten they are self aware so it, it, that is a good but it still opens up as kind of worms and stems from different areas usually. Yeah, and, and so we know that there's a real challenge, particularly on that self-awareness piece of, of the male population being willing to accept they've got a problem. We know that there are lots of men who yeah. have issues, who believe that they just got to you know, stiff up a lip the British way, don't don't let anybody see your weakness. No, don't show any vulnerability. I've got to be the strong one. All of that, all that BS that we, you know, as a as a male part of the species, fill ourselves with. So, what would you say to any any of the any of the guys listening to this, or, or anybody who's maybe got, um, uh, you know, a guy in their in their um, in their inner circle who they think is 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 struggling a little bit? What, what, how how do you encourage, you know, some of the male audiences to? To put their hand up and admit to the fact that they got got a problem. So for, it, it narrows down to that self awareness, doesn't it? Again, mm. because I genuinely sometimes think that uh, we as men and sometimes males, we we are the strong ones. We are the ones that show off in ways that maybe we don't open up as much mm. as we should. And I think that famous motto that is circulating at the moment: "It's okay not to be okay." Yeah, and. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel things. It's okay to talk about feelings, talk about mm-hmm. emotions, because it's like a domino effect I use. So there's a there's a problem happening. There's a big major problem. It's either put to the back of your mind, or you forget about it, or you deal with it in a different way. You yeah. deal with it in a negative way, or you deal with it just getting by. That's not good enough, is it? Yeah. Because then another problem happens, another issue happens, and then the tiniest thing happens, and then you find yourself with loads of mini issues, mini problems. Mm. You, find, you know when, have you had them days where you go at the end of the day or something dead little or minute annoys you? Yeah. You go, why am I getting annoyed at that? And if you really look at it and be more self-aware about it, you think, hang on a minute, last week I had this going on and that going yeah, on. Yeah. And I was really frustrated and I just kind of put it to the back of my mind or I didn't yeah. deal with it the way I should have. So being that self-aware, you go, hang on a minute, it's all adding up now. Mm-hmm. in order to deal with the issue first of all that big major issue what we need to be doing is facing it head on and yeah. it is scary yeah. yeah i'm not saying it's not and especially when people mask it with this weakness 
mm. or if I cry, it's a weakness. Or if I talk to the lads or my mates or my colleagues about how I'm feeling or I've got poor mental health or yeah. I'm very emotional, I'm very sensitive. It's okay to be like that. Yeah, it's a normal yeah. human emotion and there's so much stigma around it. When in reality, we need to be normalising it, not normalising mm-hmm. it to the point where uh, it's just a throwaway sort of feeling or throwaway emotion or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Normalise it with the open, open and upside. Normalise being open. Normalise communicating to people. Completely. Yeah, and that's why it's so great to you know, sit here with you today for you to share. Yeah. But you, you know, you, you, you're somebody who helps others, but you've had the same challenges. I'm sat here as, as a, you know, a, a guy who has also had my own challenges with panic yeah, disorder. And again, yeah. um, we, the more that we reach out and talk about our um, challenges that we faced mm-hmm. in an open way, and the more we can normalize it, not to say is it in a way that diminishes it, but in a way that just That's makes awesome. it okay to talk about it, I think is so important. Yeah. So Sam, as we kind of close out this conversation, what, what, what's, mm-hmm. what's the one piece of advice you would give to people? So based on your experiences, the things mm-hmm. that you do to help people, what's, what's the one tip that you would give anybody who's listening to this podcast today? Maybe, as I say, they're struggling themselves or they feel like that they've got somebody in their inner circle who they mm-hmm. are um, concerned about, or maybe they're, you know, they're a leader of a team and they're worried about the mental health of their team. What's the one, mm-hmm. one tip or piece of advice that you'd give to anybody listening? Open up, communicate, mm. be yourself. You know, um, we've got a lot of unhappiness and fakeness in this world and it's hard to for me to look at at times, but it's reality, I suppose. And I think people get lost in it all mm. and lost in that translation of not being yourself, not being you. The, the best version of yourself can be the best version for everyone else. A better you can be better other people, and that's that's how you've got to view it. Be you, because if you're not being you, you're not you're not happy, you're not content. They're the two stages you 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 should be at in your in your life, content and happy. So that that would be my take home message: is that open up more, communicate more. And you'll start finding these problems, these issues will start fading and start finding solutions without even realizing, without being self-aware. Yeah. And I, th- I think it works. I know it works. I should say, I know it works. Absolutely. Uh, and I love that as a, as a thought for everybody on, on here is too many people are walking around with a mask on pretending to be something that they're really not. And actually the more that we, accept ourselves for who we are and then show up mm-hmm. as our true genuine selves the easier life becomes yeah, yeah the easier well, life becomes 100 so i absolutely love it some some great um great sharing of your own experiences thank you for sharing some of your background as well uh, and and some brilliant advice for people right now so if people want to find out more about you sam the work you do maybe again they, they need some help right now how can they get hold of mm-hmm. you where, where can they connect with you so connect with me on social media. Uh, my f- platforms are on LinkedIn and Twitter. And yeah, I-, I would give me a message. You can either drop me an email, phone call, whatever it is. Like I said, my style is a uh, coaching style. It's not a counseling style or therapist style. And I apply a psychological sort of model to that application. And again, it's, it's a give and take. So if you want to drop me a message, give me a phone call. Well, that 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 can happen. That's not not an issue whatsoever. 
Well, we'll make sure we put all the links into the show notes. So if anybody course, is yeah. listening to this and thinks I could really do with reaching out to Sam and just having a, a chat to, to him, then we'll make sure you've got connection links on the uh, on the show notes to, to give Sam a call. Sam, I just want to say a huge thank you for your time. Really appreciate you coming on, sharing your background, your ex- expertise in such yeah. an important area right now. So I'm glad this conversation has, uh, has, has, has happened and I'm glad that our listeners have got an opportunity. And if anybody is struggling right now, yeah, mm-hmm. that last piece of advice, be open, communicate uh, and show up as your, your true self. Yeah, 100%. Thank you for having me on. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure and I've actually really enjoyed myself. Thank you for reaching out. Fantastic. Great. So thanks, Sam. Awesome. Cheers. We really hope you enjoyed this conversation just as much as we did. And if you have, then we'd love you to go to your podcast platform of choice and give us a rating. And what's more, if you've got friends who you know would also appreciate hearing the kind of stories of leaders who are making it in their particular chosen field, and will benefit from listening in, then tell them all about it. The only way that we can grow this podcast is through you helping us to get the word out there. So we'd really appreciate if you can share it with those people you know who would also benefit from listening in. Thanks very much, and we look forward to sharing our next conversation with you.